Okay, I have a question for you. Are you an overthinker when it comes to your weight loss? Well, if so, then today's episode is for you. What's up, you guys? You're listening to the podcast. It's all about balance with me, Hillary Downey. On this show, I'll teach you how to ditch fad dieting once and for all so you can quit gaining and losing the same weight over and over again, or get extreme diets that deprive you and don't work. With macro counting, you can learn how to lose weight eating the food you love. Pizza, cookies, and wine, it's all on the table. But we don't just talk about diet around here. We'll cover fitness, mindset, lifestyle habits, all of the important topics I had to address in my own 100-pound weight loss journey that you'll need to reach your goals as well. You deserve to look and feel your best, and I'm so excited to walk beside you and show you how. It's time to unlearn what you've been taught about weight loss and discover that it's truly all about balance. So let's go. How's it going, guys? Okay, here's the deal. I think I will end up doing a part two to this episode because as I was like writing these notes and all of these ideas were coming to me for this episode, I was like, I could go on and on. Like, I honestly see so many women overthinking so many different aspects of their weight loss. Honestly, I probably should have broken this up into like categories like food logging and exercise. But for the sake of the fact that I want to get this information out to you guys, we're going to go ahead and roll with it. And just a heads up, if you like this episode and you want to hear a part two of ways that you are probably overthinking your weight loss, then absolutely let me know. But here's the deal, you guys. I'll just tell you straight up. So I see this all the time where women are just overthinking certain parts of their weight loss. And I really see this inside of our applications when somebody is applying for our elite coaching, okay? Because women will tell us like what they're struggling with. And whenever I see the things that they're struggling with, I'm like, oh, okay. So what it really is, what's actually holding you back from losing weight, isn't that you don't know what to do, isn't that, you know, you need all this like accountability. Like oftentimes, what I see is that these women are struggling with overthinking. And I get it. I totally get it. Because look, there's so much information out there. I say this a lot. But social media is like my head spins when I get on it. I don't even know, like, I feel for you guys because I'm sure that you're taking in all this information and you're like, oh my gosh, one person says this, another person says this. And so I totally get it. It's super easy to think like, okay, I'm going to do this. I, you know, I'm going to follow this rule with my diet and I'm going to eat this way. And then you hear that that's the absolute wrong way. So we're going to talk about this, these like top six ways that you're overthinking your weight loss and that are honestly sabotaging you. I mean, the fact of the matter is every single one of these is sabotaging you and holding you back from uh, seeing the progress that you want to see. So let's go ahead and just dive right in. Okay, the first thing that you're doing um, and overthinking on your weight loss journey is your meal planning. And here's the thing. This is something that women make so stressful for themselves 
And it really shouldn't be. It really should not. Like every time I hear someone say, oh, it's just I get so stressed out when I'm meal planning and then I don't know what to put on my meal planner sheet. And then I'm just like, now I've just given up, right? Like I may as well just pull through fast food. (laughs) Okay. I just want to like bang my head against the wall and be like, ah, listen, listen to me. Meal planning, it does not have to be so stressful. And by the time that this episode airs, actually, I have, I will have already shared because I put a or made a social media post to go along with this topic. I will have already shared my like simple meal planning process with you guys. If you're a client um, or you've been in BBA, then you've done like you've seen like my meal planning uh, tips and tools. And so this kind of references some of that, maybe like more of a shortened version. But let's just go through it really quick. Because if you're somebody who is listening to this and you're like, oh, yeah, totally struggle with feeling like meal planning is so hard, so overwhelming, um, then definitely I just want to touch on a few things. And I would love for you to go to my my Instagram at balance by Hillary with one L and reference like this post. It literally says like steal my simple meal planning process on it. Go reference this post because this is this is a good one. And I'm just going to touch on some of the high points here. But I want to tell you how I do it. And I'm always very careful about this because I want to share my knowledge and my tips and my information. But the fact of the matter is, and I tell my clients this all the time, you've got to figure out what works for you and your schedule and your family life. And so what I want instead is to just kind of give you like some bones, some like basics that you can use, but you will have to adapt this to yourself, right? You'll have to really figure out what works for y'all. So I'll touch on a couple of things, but here, here's the long and short of it. So meal planning does not need to be stressful. You just need to manage your time well and make it a priority and not overthink it. Okay. So um, in my notes app on my phone, I have like a folder. Okay. Everybody has notes on their phone and you can create folders. I have a folder and inside of that folder are two different notes. Now, the, the fact of the matter is the reason I have this on my phone is because let's be real. You have waiting time where you can be working on your meal plan instead of mindlessly scrolling, right? You're sitting waiting for your oil to get changed. You're waiting to pick the kids up in line. You're, you know, sitting in standstill traffic. Okay. Don't act like you're not scrolling social media sometimes when you're in standstill traffic, right? Um, You are getting your hair done. You're getting, let's see, what are some other times where we're waiting? You know, kids are in activity, right? Basketball practice or gymnastics or whatever, okay? The fact of the matter is, if you have your phone set up to be able to work on your meal plan during waiting time, it's going to make your life easier. It absolutely makes mine easier, okay? I used to be a paper and pen girly, you know, I was all about this, right down the meal plan. Fact of the matter is, like I was kind of talking about, life changes. We have to adapt to the changes. And so for me, keeping it on paper, I'm running all over the place. Like that just really doesn't work for me as much anymore. And so having it on my phone means I can pull it up, access it very easily and work on it. Okay. So inside of this meal planning folder, I have two notes. The first note is a template that I created. And you can go look at the Instagram post and steal my template, like 100% use this. But basically, on the template, I've got in big, bold text, these headers. I've got breakfast, I've got lunch, I've got dinners. And then I've got at the end of or at the end of the note, I've got um, staples, and I've got grocery list. Okay, so here's here's what I'm doing with this template. Okay, it's always there. And I just wipe it out and restart every single week. Okay, so 
what I am doing is as I am picking my meal, like when I'm meal planning, again, I'm doing this during waiting time. I'm going to give you another option here in a second. But what I'm doing is what as I decide like, okay, I'm for breakfast, okay, I'm going to sit with this 20 minutes, and I'm going to figure out breakfast or breakfast and lunches. Okay, I once I figure out what I'm having underneath the the big header of breakfast, I'm going to put the name of what I'm having. Okay. So for example, let's say that I am having protein waffles and some ham. Okay. Underneath that, I have like the bulleted list where you can check off all notes apps have this as well, the checklist. And what I'm doing with the checklist is I am adding any ingredient for that meal that I just listed, right? So protein waffles and ham, and I am putting anything that I need at the grocery store in that checklist. Okay. Here's the deal. Not only am I putting my meal plan, I am also working on my grocery list all in one place. This is why I love this because I used to be a paper girl with these things, but I had my grocery list separate, my meal plan separate. And this just really helps you see everything like very categorically. So again, say you've already got the protein waffles in your freezer. You don't need to put that on the list, but you put the ham, right? Because you need the ham. And then you repeat that for lunches. And then for dinners, I have the days of the week and I repeat the same thing where I list out whatever I decide we're going to have. And then if there's something we need from the store, I put that underneath. For the staples section, it's just the checklist. And I just have the things that we get every single week, eggs, milk, etc. So that doesn't really change. I just check them off as I get them at the grocery store. And then I'll uncheck them and they just really stay the same. And then for grocery lists, that's just anything extra. So, um, you know, just really any odds and ends that don't go into the categories above. And again, I'm ch- I can check them off as I'm grocery shopping. Okay, here's the deal. This helps me stay organized. This helps me keep it all in one place. This helps me be able to anytime I whip out my phone, just go, okay, I'm gonna, you know, very simply like jot down the meals, you know, that we're gonna have for, you know, dinners this week, right? And okay, here's what I need from the grocery store. It just makes my life easier because I'm on the go, because I have waiting periods of time and It really just works for me. And it's so simple to be able to pull it out and do that. So that is one of the notes. Now, the other note that I have is what I call my staple meals list. And this is a list of breakfast, lunches, dinners, and snacks that I love, that my family loves, that I know are super macro balanced, that I want to make again, okay? And this is where it does take a little bit of time if you're very like very much just starting out and you haven't quite figured out like those meals. This is something that you're going to build. But once you build it, you will be so happy. My my clients, especially like my babes and BBA will always be referencing like their staple meals list. And that is because when you do our program and you go through the meal planning and meal prepping section, we tell you that you need to have staple meals. So again, you can print it out, you can have it on your phone, but I like having this other note in my little meal planning folder of staple meals. And here's why. You do not need to reinvent the wheel every time you make a meal plan. And this is where I know ladies are overthinking it. This is where I know you're overthinking it. You are thinking that you saw 50,000 recipes on Pinterest or on Instagram or on your Facebook feed this week, and you should just try all of them. And the problem with that is, Oftentimes, it's a whole new recipe, things you've never cooked before, maybe ingredients that are totally foreign to you, and you don't even know if you like those, okay? And so you're already stressing about like the risk reward of is it even worth it to like make this thing for your lunch and eat it all five days this week, and you don't even know if you like it. Staple meals, it's one of those things, and this has been shown like 
people who are really successful with their weight loss, they do a lot of repetition, right? They are not trying to reinvent the wheel. And the fact of the matter is, is that trying to try new recipes every single week, that is so overwhelming. That's going to lead to so much overwhelm. And you're going to be constantly like overthinking and trying to come up with new recipes. So if you have a staple meals list of those meals that you know you love, that your family loves, that are, again, like good for your macro balance for your day, allow you to really stay in your calories, hit your protein or whatever, then what you can do is you can pull that list up when it's time to meal plan and you can say, okay, I'm going to go through the staple meals. I'm going to pick some meals that we haven't had in a while. And then I'll go sprinkle in a fun, a few new like fun recipes from Pinterest. I love, love trying new recipes. So don't get me wrong. I am not saying you have to eat the same boring food <laughs> over and over again. But we're trying to simplify this process so that we don't overthink it so that we're we're ready to go. And having that staple meals sheet means that when you're overwhelmed, when you're tired, when you're stressed, you're not trying to pull things out of your brain. Let's be real. I know that we want to give ourselves more credit with our memory. But the fact of the matter is you may eat something and be like, absolutely love this meal. I want to make it again. And then you forget about it. You know that you've done that. But if it goes on your staple meals, guess what? You're going to be like, oh, yeah, duh, I can make, you know, that peanut butter chicken that we love with the rice. Okay. When you're stressed out, you need to be able to just have it right there easily. So if it's in that meal planning folder, you can kind of go back and forth and go, okay, let's go ahead and pick like the lunches and the dinners off the staple meals. And then I can hop over to Pinterest or I can go to my saved, you know, stuff on Instagram or TikTok or whatever and pull out some new recipes to sprinkle in some fun and have some variety and try some new things. But you're not trying to reinvent the wheel. You're not stressing your yourself out and you're making the process so much more simple. And you can rotate through these things, right? You're tired of pancakes and sausage, okay, onto the breakfast sandwich, right? And so you can really rotate through these things, but you're making it easier on yourself. You're simplifying the process and you're just reducing that overwhelm, okay? So I love this. Um, and then the next thing that I will do is I will actually add things to my cart um, on my like Walmart app or and or Kroger app. So if you're if you get groceries at a place that has like pickup or delivery, and the reason that I will do this is I do like going in the grocery store. I do kind of a mix. Sometimes I pick things up, sometimes I go in. If for some reason it comes to be, you know, time to get my groceries and time to prep and life's really busy and I just like getting to the grocery store is going to be crazy. If everything's already in my cart or even if it were on the list, right, the template, I could very easily go add things and get my delivery or get my pickup, right? So again, just really simplifying it for myself of like, okay, maybe, you know, I won't be able to get to the store today, but I know I need my stuff. So here it is, like I can pick it up or whatever. Just makes things a lot more simple. Okay. And I have some tips on the Instagram post. So definitely go check that out. You know, for ladies who feel like, you know, like I don't know what I want to eat. Um, I get bored with the same thing. Like definitely go check out my post, but we got to stop overthinking this whole, um, meal planning stuff. And I see this more with my beginner ladies. It's never with ladies who have been in the game for a while. It's always beginners. And I get it because there's so much choice and there's so much, well, what if I don't hit my macros or right? So here's what I want you to know as somebody who's been there and somebody who coaches clients through the beginning of their weight loss journey, thousands of women I've worked with, you will figure it out. You 100% will. 
But stressing yourself out so much about if you're going to be doing it right, or are these foods even good for your calories and your macros? It's a learning process. You're going to figure out what works for you. You're going to figure out those meals to add to your staple meals list. But if you're so paralyzed with fear of doing it wrong or right, and you don't just do it, you'll never learn. So here's the deal. Sure, maybe you make the banana bread oats and you realize, oh, dang, like, yeah, it had a good chunk of protein, but it was also a calorie bomb and a bunch of carbs and sugar. Well, now you know, that's not going on the staple meals list. I'll just maybe make that every once in a while, like random. But now I know not to put that on the list. And on the other end, maybe you make a taco casserole bake, your family loves it. It's awesome for your macros. And then you're like, okay, this goes on the staple meals list, you can even put the link right there in the notes. So you can refer back to these things. Okay, make this easy on yourself by understanding that it's going to be a little bit of a learning process, but you're never going to learn if you just stand still, right? You got to just do it. And you got to stop overthinking it. You're going to learn what's good for your calories, good for hitting your protein. Okay. You're going to learn those things as you go. But if, again, if you are so paralyzed with fear and so paralyzed with overthinking and 5,000 gazillion recipes on your Pinterest board, then you're not going to get very far. So stop overthinking the meal planning. And the last thing I want to say, definitely go check out the Instagram post because, again, I give more tips about all different things. But for me, I work on my grocery list throughout my week while I have waiting time and my meal plan. For some ladies, if you try and do that, you're never going to complete it. So you may need to carve out an hour, let's say on Thursdays or something, I don't know, before you're going to put in your grocery order, before you're going to go to the store on Saturday or Sunday, like whatever. Again, this needs to adapt and fit to your life and your schedule. But let's just say, you know, that it's Thursdays for you. Okay, so carve out an hour on Thursday to sit down, get all of this done and, you know, be be done with it. it you kind of got to figure out for yourself. Like, are you somebody who can kind of work on it throughout the week? Or does that stress you out more and you don't get it finished and you need to just dedicate a whole hour very focused? But it should not be taking you 10 hours to meal plan and meal prep either for that matter. So this is one of those things that I see ladies overthink. They think that they need to nail their macros and they, how do I put together like the most perfect meals? And this is why everyone wants a meal plan. And this is why we don't give meal plans (laughs) because you need to learn how to cook the meals that you like to eat and that your family likes to eat in order to make it fit into your life. This is all about eating the food that you love. So you got to go through the learning phase. It's going to take a little bit before you figure out those staple meals and you figure out, you know, your your process for these things, but you will figure it out, but you just got to go. So stop overthinking this one. Okay, let's move on to number two. So the second thing that I see ladies overthinking is food logging their own recipes or a recipe they found that like does not have the nutrition listed like the calories and all the macros. Okay, specifically stressing over serving sizes. (laughs) Okay, ladies, I lost 100 pounds. My clients are losing, you know, 20, 30, 40 plus pounds. And we're not stressing over like food logging recipes and serving sizes. So it's one of those things I'm going to just tell you, you are overthinking. And here's the long and short of it, okay? Every single food logging app has a place where you can put a recipe in. And inside of BBA, we have some really awesome resources like food logging videos and things. And if you go to my page and you look at my highlights, I've got some free resources on this. But here's the thing about logging a recipe. It takes practice. And the more you do it, the easier it gets and the faster you become at it. 
kind of like riding a bike and with all things in life, like learning a new language or, you know, anything in life. Like when you first do it, it sounds like a bunch of crazy talk, right? Like I didn't understand French when I very first heard it until I took French class, right? I mean, I still, it's a long time ago, guys. I still really do not, do not test me on this one. But once I took French, I understood French a lot more, right? So same with logging food, period, but also logging recipes in your app. Like the first time you do it, you're gonna be like, oh my gosh, that was a hot mess. I guarantee you that the next time you do it, you'll be like, okay, I figured this out. It's a little bit easier. And you're just going to get faster. It's like the meal planning. It's like it's a little bit of a process. And once you figure it out, you do so well with it that you're like, I forgot that I even struggled with that. Okay. So when it comes to logging your own recipes, every food logging app has its own recipe place where you can, you know, you got to might need to search around a little bit, but you can find, you know, add a recipe. Okay. So in macros first, which is the app that I use and my favorite free app for you to use. um, And I'll link it in the show notes. But in macros first, you click a little plus button, you click recipe and you add recipes. Okay. So what you're doing then is you are going through and you are adding every single ingredient that is in that recipe. Now that doesn't here. Here's where women like overthink this. They're like, well, I don't know. I need to add what portion I'm having. No, you're adding the whole recipe in its entirety. When you look at a recipe online, does it just tell you to to make the chicken casserole with like the fourth serving? No, it tells you to make the whole casserole. So what you're doing when you're adding food into a recipe in a food logging app is the exact same thing. The whole entirety of the contents that you are adding to the chicken casserole, you are going to put into your food logging app. Okay. So if you use a pound of chicken in the recipe, you're going to log a pound of chicken. If you use eight ounces of noodles, you're going to put eight ounces of noodles. Okay. At the end, once you have compiled all of the ingredients, then it's time to pick your serving size. And this is where ladies overthink. And I'm just going to tell you a little secret that nobody wants you to know. Maybe they do want you to know, but you haven't heard it. So here's the deal. Don't overthink this. Do not stress about this. I cannot tell you how many times I guesstimated on serving sizes. And guess what? It never stopped me from losing weight. What's stopping you from losing weight is going, oh, I don't know what the serving size is. Forget it. I'm just not even going to try and log this. I'm so stressed out and just throw your food logging app to the side and huff and puff and stomp around. Okay, that attitude is not getting you anywhere. And skipping food logging is not getting you anywhere. It is far, far more beneficial to guesstimate and to have somewhat of an idea than to have zero, zero. Okay, because we already know that a little thing happens in our brain where if we're not holding ourselves accountable to, you know, at least seeing somewhat of, you know, having somewhat of an awareness around it, that you're going to eat far more like it just we know that this happens. So instead, we're going to log the recipe with all the ingredients in its entirety. And then we're going to do the best we can with serving size guest guesstimations. I showed a picture um, of my uh, food recently where I literally drew lines in it and said, okay, that looks like, you know, a sixth to me. And that's it. And if it's a casserole, this is very easy. Cut it into six semi-even squares. Is it exact? No. Does it matter? No. Okay. Just do the best you can. And I think the one that really trips people up is soup. And again, if you're using a food scale, which honestly you should be if you're in a fat loss phase, because it's more accurate, it has a much higher level of uh, reliability and accuracy because you're not heap, you can't heap things like you can with um, like measuring cups and spoons. So you should be using a food log scale. If you're not using a food log, 
blogging scale, then I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. These things are going to be more complicated for you. But even in general, I'll talk about cups here in just a sec. But all you got to do if you have a soup is put the uh, contain, put a container on a zeroed out scale so that it's at zero in grams and put the pour the contents into the soup. Okay. Now, if it's 2000 grams, and let's say you want to have six servings, right? You want to serve this six times, whether you want to eat it six times, or you want to have six servings for, you know, your family or whatever, you're going to have to pick serving sizes. I mean, just pick something again, how many people are in your family or how many days do you want to be able to eat this meal? Okay, then all you got to do is however much it weighs. So let's say the soup weighs six or 2000, sorry, and you want six servings out of it. Oh, man, I should have pulled up my calculator. I am not doing math on the fly here. Uh, 2000 divided by six is 333.3333. So we'll say 333 grams is one serving if you want to have one sixth. So then all you have to do is pour your serving into your bowl and your serving for one sixth is 333 grams. It's so simple. It's so simple. And the best part about pouring it into the... uh, container is that you're probably going to have leftovers and use, you know, eat on it throughout the week or whatever if it's a soup. Even if not, so what? It took you a couple extra seconds, right? Okay, so now it's in your food logging or sorry, in your food container so you can stick it in the fridge and it's ready to go. But simple math. I mean, literally, I pulled up my calculator and just did that. It took me 2 seconds. Like it's just like one little extra step. And if you are using food cups, okay, say you don't want to. And I'll be honest, I do this more often now that I have a really good handle on my calories and all of this. In the beginning, I was a lot more accurate. And I used the method I just said, but you could also use this method because again, let's not overthink it. You can use the method of taking a cup, one cup scoop, right? And cupping it into a container or even bowls. I mean, you could even scoop it into like bowls and see how many cups came out of it. And let's say your whole recipe, you get eight cups, okay, then you just need to figure out, you know, your serving size based off of the eight cups. So what I mean by that is, do you want to have eight servings? Okay, well, then one cup is your serving, okay? So again, you can use measuring cups, you can use your food skill, but you don't need to overthink this, you're gonna have to just practice making recipe in your food logging app. And I promise you it is so, so worth it to be eating the foods that you love and not be like, I know some ladies be like, I just don't even make my own recipe because I don't want to have to learn to do that. Man, you're missing out on so many good things that kind of defeats the whole purpose of this. And remember, you're only doing this in a fat loss phase when you're trying to be more meticulous or maybe in maintenance mode if you're moving into maintenance and you haven't uh, taken your foot off the gas pedal yet. But if you are trying to be, you know, accurate with your fat loss and you're trying to, you know, have the the most precision and the most awareness, this is something that you're doing in order to reach that goal. You know, like it goes back to the episode um, a few episodes ago about you cannot be skipping this one thing if you want to be losing weight. And so, you know, you have to have that calorie awareness, but skipping it because you're so overwhelmed because it's difficult. I just am going to argue that you're just overthinking it. You know, if it's a casserole, if it's something like mashed potatoes in the pan, divide that sucker up with your spoon into what looks like four servings or six servings and log, you know, in your recipe app, just log, you know, there's four servings and get your one fourth out. It's so much more simple than you're making it. And either way, even if you use the scooping the cups, 
the more you practice it and and the more you realize like, oh, I actually stayed on track better and I'm losing weight now, like the more you're going to be bought in on, oh, I'm so glad that I didn't overthink that and that I just did the best I could. Because again, I'm telling you guys in my 100 pound journey, I, I never, ever, ever was like, oh my gosh, I don't know the exact grams and the exact, like very often if I was making a soup, I was just using the one cup measurement and I was just seeing how many one cups were in the soup and then saying, okay, I had two cups out of the eight cups that it made. It's really simple. Don't overthink this. It's sabotaging you so much more to not be logging it, to not be eating the foods that you want to be eating. So let's not overthink that. To go with that, number three is food food logging when going out to eat. And this kind of goes with this, but this is one of those things that ladies will tell me, well, I didn't know the nutrition facts, so I just didn't log it. And I just said, forget it and had the burger and fries. And I'm like, oh no, oh no, we got work to do. Like if that's our thought process, we got work to do, okay? And unfortunately, that is the way that sometimes our brains tend to go if we are still in the beginning stages of changing our habits, transforming our mindset is that very black and white. Well, if I can't know exactly how many calories it has, then I just need to, you know, forget it. I just need to just, I'll just eat whatever I want. It's not like I know anyways, you know? Mm, nope, that's not how we're going to roll. You're definitely overthinking this. So here's the thing when it comes to food logging, okay? Whenever you're out to eat, if you don't have the nutrition facts, which if you're like me and you don't do a lot of chain restaurants, you you won't have the nutrition facts. So here's what you're going to do. You are going to find a generic food entry for whatever it is that you're having at a chain restaurant, okay? So what I mean by this is, let's say you're having... I don't know, a quesadilla at a Mexican, hole-in-the-wall Mexican restaurant. Yeah, you don't know the calories that are on that, but we can find something comparable. Chewy's is a great chain Mexican example, right? On the border is another Mexican chain. Go and find theirs and just log that. Is it exactly accurate? No. Do they use some different ingredients, maybe a little more oil or something? Yes, but guess what? It's still going to give you somewhat of an awareness. It's still going to give you a little bit more, you know, just accuracy. And even if it's not the exact calorie amount, guess what? If you're not seeing the progress you want come two weeks now, from now, three weeks from now, you're going to lower your calories anyways. We're going to adjust calories anyway. So you don't have to stress that if you don't know exactly, oh my gosh, you're not going to see progress and you may as well forget it. You're just going to log and you're going to have as much awareness as you possibly can. And the other thing that you can do that I actually prefer is break the components down, like, or break the meal down by components, right? So I had a large tortilla. I had, um, like, get, you're going to have to guesstimate here, but two cups of cooked chicken. I had two cups of bell pepper and onion, okay? You can break the components down and log them individually. Oftentimes, that will give you a little bit more, like, accuracy. Um, always account for things like oils, right? Um, and, you know, no, it's not going to be 100%, but it's still better than not logging at all. So stop overthinking this. Find a generic entry. Find break the meal down by components and just do the best you can. I promise that is going to be good enough. Okay. Number four, when it comes to overthinking, um, I see a lot of ladies overthinking exercise. And uh, here's the thing about this. If we really, really want to get down to like exercising for fat loss, then strength training, I'm here to tell you strength training is your best bet. 
That is always going to be your best bet for fat loss results and giving you the body composition that you're looking for, okay? Because when we build muscle, we increase our metabolic rate, we burn more calories, burn more fat overall. Um, And so I can't say enough good things about strength training if you have fat loss goals. I mean, truly, like it should be prioritized. But here's the thing about this, okay? When it comes to losing body fat, your nutrition is like so much more, like so much more. If you could see my hands right now, like they're up in the air, like so much more on the scale of importance at the top compared to your exercise. I see so many women just focusing on, well, I just don't think I'm doing the right exercises. Um, I don't care what exercises you're doing. Let's talk about how many calories you're eating. Let's talk about how much protein you're eating. Let's look at your balance of carbs and fats. How are, how do your weekends look? Are you overeating in the evenings? Okay. Uh, there's a lot to unpack when it comes to, you know, what we are doing wrong when it comes to our food or our like our food and our nutrition. But ultimately, that is going to be 90% of your fat loss results. Okay, we're talking about fat loss results here. So losing body fat comes down to being in a calorie deficit and does strength training and having more muscle make that more probable for you? Absolutely. But it doesn't matter at all what you are doing for exercise. In fact, we have clients all the time that don't exercise. They just focus on daily steps and they are losing 20 and 30 pounds, like just crushing their goals. They're not worried about exercise and you should not be either. If you are trying to lose body fat, you should not be so stressed out about, am I doing the right exercise? Now, here's my caveat. Exercise is really important for your health. And yes, it does impact your body composition. So I am not saying exercise is not important. I am saying that if you are so hyper-focused and overwhelmed and overthinking your exercise and you are missing the most important piece of the puzzle, which is your nutrition and how many calories you're consuming and how consistent you're being with that, you are missing the whole thing, okay? You just are. So yes, get your workouts in, figure out a good exercise routine for you, uh, figure out what you like to do for exercise. And if you do want to really focus on having like a fit toned body that burns calories and burns fat, strength training is going to be my recommendation. But none of that matters if your goal is fat loss and you're still eating like crap on the weekends. I'm sorry, I'm just going to say it. None of that matters if you are not logging your food and blowing over your, you know, calorie deficit every single day. None of that matters if you're not eating enough protein for fat loss. So stop overthinking the exercise part and start channeling the energy that you're putting into, you know, researching the best workouts and the, you know, a new workout every single day. Stop doing that and channel that energy into logging your food. Channel that energy into finding some good macro balanced recipes that you're going to put in that meal plan this week, right? Really understand that your nutrition is number one when it comes to fat loss goals, okay? Exercise is important for health. And yes, it will, again, change your body composition. But if your goal is fat loss and you're frustrated because you're not seeing fat loss results and you're overthinking the exercise part, save some of that brain power for the parts that actually matter, like your nutrition, okay? Okay, number five that I see women overthinking is going to be scale fluctuations. Now, here's the thing about this. So I am a really big fan of, and you will always, always see me recommending that you 
just keep track of your fluctuations. So and like some things that come to mind are your cycle. I talk about this all the time, but I've worked with thousands of women over the last eight, nine years. And if there's one thing that I know is true, it is that at least once a month, everybody's scale pops up for no freaking reason at all. Okay. And guess what that has to do with your cycle. Okay. So every woman's different. Some pop up before, some pop up during, some even pop up after. Everybody's totally different with this, but I am a huge fan of paying attention to when those fluctuations happen and making a little note, marking it on a calendar, and therefore being able to look at that information and have the data for, you know, oh, this time of month, my skill pops up. Because what that's going to allow you to do is catch on to those trends, those things things that happen over and over again, okay? And that's just going to help you have peace of mind of, oh, yeah, I can expect that, you know, around 28 days from now, my skill is going to pop up again. You know, you'll start catching on to those things for yourself. And it's just nice to know so that you don't get, you know, or so that you can kind of manage like the feelings that come with skill fluctuations, because even if you have learned to like not be bothered by them, they're still going to be annoying. So again, you can sort of manage your expectations and know, okay, the skill pops up. Some other times are things like travel, right? It's always going to pop up after travel. So knowing that, being prepared for that, eating more more sodium, more carbs, you know, all the things that cause skill fluctuations. But here's what you are overthinking and what I want you to stop overthinking. And that is trying so hard to figure out why the skill is fluctuating when in reality, it's just part of being a human. Here's the thing. If you go to the bathroom right now, you might lose weight on the scale. Why? Because as humans, we are made up of primarily water. And guess what? Water is going in and out of your body all the time. You're going to the bathroom, you're drinking, you're eating, you're, you know, all all these different reasons that water is fluctuating in and out of your body. So guess what that's going to do? Cause fluctuating on your scale. And yes, there will be times that you can pinpoint. And yes, it's good to catch on to that data so that you can, again, manage expectations. But I will see women and I will shut this down so fast with with any client, anybody who comes to me with this, absolutely stressing out, trying to figure out why did the skill fluctuate? I'm not starting my cycle. I haven't had more sodium. I haven't had more carbs. Like, why did the skill fluctuate? And it's like, girl, it could be anything. As much as we want to believe that we can fully pinpoint why the skills fluctuating, sometimes you just can't. Sometimes your body's just being a human body, okay? It's just water. And obsessing and overthinking it so that you can try to make sure it doesn't happen gets crossed into a level of obsessive with the scale that again, I will shut a client down and be like, but we're getting rid of the scale. Like I'm not doing it. That is so crazy talk. And I know that because we have been so scale obsessed with fad dieting and and all these things that we just tend to want to have answers and understanding. And I get that. I'm like, if I can't have an answer about something, it will sometimes drive me crazy. But here's the answer and understanding. The answer and understanding should be that the scale is going to fluctuate because you're human. And especially as a woman, like you're, you have water. I mean, you go do a good strength workout and your muscles are going to retain that water to repair the muscle tissue, like the cells that you've damaged when you tore your muscle. That's literally how the human physiology works works. So you're going to hold on to water, you're going to pop up on the scale like that's going to happen. And 
driving yourself crazy trying to figure out why that happened so that you can avoid it is crazy talk, okay? We're not going to do that. We're going to stop overthinking it. Number one, that just, it really starts pushing into an unhealthy, again, like I shut this down, like an unhealthy relationship with the scale. And number two, you're just not going to have those answers sometimes. You're just going to have to accept that sometimes the scale is going to fluctuate and you're not going to be able to pinpoint why it happened. And you should not be micromanaging, not strength training or not, you know, eating a certain amount of carbs just because of a skill fluctuation. And I'll tell you a little bit of truth talk coming in, but you might need to hear this. To me, nothing signals more that somebody doesn't understand how fat loss actually works than trying to pinpoint why the skill fluctuation happened and do something to make sure it doesn't happen again. If you really understand how fat loss works and that, you know, the scale is measuring so many other things like your water weight or the food volume in your belly right now or sitting in your digestive, like you, if you understand that, then you're not like you may be annoyed by scale fluctuations, but you're not going to be bothered by them because you're going to be measuring your progress based on fat loss. You're going to be looking at, are my clothes fitting better? Am I losing interest? Do progress pictures show a difference? Is the skill going down over time on average? Because what you should be focused on above all, and I know I use the words interchangeably, but what you should be focused on above and overall is fat loss. Weight loss is is a million things again, right? Water and all these different things. So it really doesn't matter. So if you really want to have a good understanding and you want to have a healthy relationship and you want to stop sabotaging yourself, then stop obsessing over trying to figure out why the scale fluctuates. Make little notes. I mean, yeah, it's always beneficial to see like, oh, I had more sodium. Okay, I understand it popped up. But if you can't figure out a reason, you just got to move on. You can't obsess over it and you can't be trying to go, okay, well, like maybe I should never eat that type of bread again. (laughs) You know, it's going to cause a pop up. Okay, it's just water weight. So we're not going to be worried about that. We're going to be worried about our fat loss. Again, focusing on the things that actually matter, the overall calorie deficit and hitting your protein goal. And this is why we don't have carb goal anymore in our program. We really have gotten away from even being a macro counting program because you don't need to obsessively count your carbs and fats. It's we, we used to think that that was the way and we know better now. Time has evolved and we've changed and we know you don't need to obsess over those numbers. So, you know, if you're hitting your calories and you're focused on your protein and you're looking at all the data, not just what happened from one day to the next on the scale, you're going to be golden. You're going to know, okay, if my measurements aren't coming down, I need to make a change. But if you're looking at managing everything based on if the scale pops up and if there was a fluctuation, then girl, we got to change this. So stop overthinking those skill fluctuations. This is one of those big ones that I know just kind of comes from past dieting history. But I want you to hear me out today. And I want you to take me seriously on this that, you know, again, it's okay to pinpoint and, and notice some things. But to a degree, if you are realizing that you sort of even have this unhealthy relationship with fluctuations, either get a coach that will help you with your mindset around the skill and and help you understand how it actually works, or maybe just focus on measuring your fat loss progress with things outside of the skill. The skill is not for everyone. Okay, ladies, and the sixth and final thing that we are overthinking that we've just we got to stop overthinking. And this is 
time. Okay, I know I've been serving up a little bit of truth talk this whole episode, but I'm gonna hit you with one more. This one's really important. The fact of the matter is you do have enough time. And I see this one quite a bit when ladies will write a freaking book about how much they do not have time, whether they're DMing me about it, they're writing it on their application, they're leaving a comment, I don't have time, I just don't have time, whether it be the fact that, you know, they've got really busy jobs or lots of kids, lots of extracurricular activities, right? And all I can think is if you had just used the 15 minutes to write the book about how you don't have time, you could have been productive with that time. And honestly, I just joke about this. It's just a mindset shift. It truly is. Because unfortunately, we've been conditioned to believe that taking care of our body, taking care of our health, prioritizing ourselves, you know, and our wellness and reaching our weight loss, body composition goals requires all this time. But spoiler alert, girlfriend, it does not require as much time as you have been made to believe. And I can attest to this. It's not always about me, but let me just go ahead and say I can attest to this one because I am so busy. I just am. Like, it's just facts. I'm busy. And my whole journey, that has been true. And when I say it's not all about me, what I mean by this is my clients are a fabulous fabulous example of boss women who are freaking busy. Okay. So I have seen this firsthand, not just in myself, but replicated over and over and over again in my clients that, you know, will again, fill out the application, talk about how absolutely crazy busy they are. And what happens is they come into my coaching program. They are now having their feet held to the fire. They're committed. They're dedicated. And suddenly it's like, huh, their goals are being reached. They're seeing the progress and they have this time and we'll have this conversation. And it's just a matter of, okay, it's not that I didn't have time. It's that I just wasn't using my time wisely. And here's the other thing about this. We've got to look for where we are wasting our time and realize that you don't have to have hours and hours, 15 minutes here, an hour there. We've got 168 hours in our week. Okay. So just shaving off a little bit of time, getting up a little bit earlier, using that waiting time when you're sitting, you're your kids are in activities, you're in the car line, you've got a, you know, 20, 30 minute lunch break, like that's an opportunity to get up and walk to work on your meal plan to log your food. And this misconception that we have that we've got to spend hours and hours in this day and age, that's just not true. Like all of these things can be done like super express, whether it's having your groceries delivered or doing an express workout, you just need a little bit of time adjustment when it comes to how you're spending your time. So this is one of the ones that I just hear over and over again that I just want to sometimes shake ladies and be like, no, no, listen, you don't understand. You're overthinking how much time this is going to require of you. And it does require a little bit of auditing ourselves and a little bit of truth talk about how much time we're wasting or how much time we're spending on things that aren't moving the needle forward on our goals when that time could be spent elsewhere. I want it to serve as a source of inspiration for you what I was talking about, about not just me, but the, you know, thousands of women that I've worked with that I have watched do this. 
and reach their goals and be super busy and not have a lot of time truly and still do it. And that is inspiration for you that you can do this too, that you don't need hours and hours. So stop overthinking that you've got to have all this time and you've got to have these, you know, elaborate meal plans and meal preps and you've got to be doing these two hour workouts every single day, seven days a week. You got to find what works for you. Maybe for you, it is just a shorter, you know, amount of workouts, you know, maybe it's two days a week, three days a week, maybe it's smaller batches of time. But I promise you can do this with a little bit of shifting, prioritizing and managing your time better, you can reach all of your goals. So you guys, I hit you with six, I'll be honest, I could have gone on and on. So if you want to hear a part two to this episode, definitely drop me a message on social media. And as always, if you feel like you are struggling to do this on your own, Let's just talk about your options. Number one, elite coaching. Again, I can't tell you how many times we have ladies come into our program and before their excuse was not enough time and nothing really changes when they come into the program as far as how much time they have. It's just suddenly a little switch flips in your brain when your feet are being held to that fire. Like I mentioned, you are, you know, dedicated to your goals for four months and suddenly you really are doing the dang thing that you just could not make like happen by yourself. Okay. So that is such a huge benefit of coaching that we see is just the commitment alone switches something in the brains of our ladies so that that five, 10 pounds that they were just losing and gaining over and over again, or that year that they spent spinning their wheels so freaking stuck, suddenly that's gone. Suddenly we're four months in and we're down 20 pounds or more and we're feeling amazing. And that could be you too. So absolutely apply for coaching and let's see if it's a good fit for you and let us help you, you know, have that accountability, that support. That is what coaching offers. And the other option is if you're not quite ready for the commitment of coaching, join us inside of our Balanced Babe Academy is our membership. This is where you can get our fat loss accelerator so that you can learn our framework. You've got an awesome community support system and so many different modes of accountability and motivation and all the fun stuff in there. So I'm going to link both of those in the show notes for you. No matter what, you got to pick one. You got to start doing something. We are it's like, it's so crazy to think like by the time this airs, we are going to be on our way out out of January and into February. And before you know it, it's going to be warm, the sun's going to be shining, and you're going to wish that you had gotten serious and you had started dedicating yourself back then, right? Right now. So don't waste any more time. Let's talk through the options if you want to DM me and figure out which one's a best fit for you. But always applying for coaching is good. It's our highest level of accountability and support. So that's always where I'm going to recommend you go first. But BBA is an awesome choice as well. I will, again, drop both of those in the show notes, shoot me a message at Balance by Hillary on Instagram. Love chatting with you. And as always, I'll see you guys in the next episode. Thanks for hanging out with me today. I hope you enjoyed this episode of It's All About Balance. And if you did enjoy today's show, make sure that you're subscribed so that you never miss a new episode. If you have not already, please connect with me on social media. I absolutely love meeting you guys and getting to know you. I will drop the links to my social in the show notes as well as our website. And I will see you guys next time.